Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part three in our interview with Jordan Fillmore. We hope you enjoy. So you hadn't gone to any other uh, rehabs or recovery places before this? No. Okay. No. I, uh, had you tried, had you tried um, quitting on your own? Yes. I had had like, it was probably two six-month periods of time in my life uh, when I was not actively using drugs. Um, and the biggest reason why was I had good support around me. Um, but good support is only going to take you so far in that recovery. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So what, so you get into the refuge, how would you express like, what's something, um, that you feel like would be beneficial for a guy in the refuge to hear about your experience in the refuge? What's something you wish everybody who's hearing this would know and accept? Well, you know, for me, I was in this state of desperation. I really was. I came in, uh, for those of the guys that are listening that know me and that have seen me around, uh, I was about, 90 pounds lighter than I am right now. Uh, hadn't eaten in days. Uh, hadn't slept in days. Uh, I was just white. And so coming in, instantly you're greeted with this, you know, love that was a little confusing at first. Um, and I was a little skeptical of, but it was, it was a welcoming place. Um, and it fed me. And they gave me a bed to sleep in, and I, you know, um, I, I felt I felt safe, I felt secure, um, and that is one thing that I know above anything else uh, about the refuge is, is that it is a place that you can come um, and just get some physical and some mental wherewithal uh, about you, get get your wits about you again, uh, you know. I, I had, I did not have intentions of staying at the refuge. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, you know, like most people probably, they come in and it's like, yeah, I'll stay in 30 days or something, get, get back on track, get back on my feet, and, and I'm out of here. And that was, that was me. What made you stay? The people felt genuine. The guys that I was going through with, um, the people in leadership um, and I could see the change in myself even after a couple weeks mm. and it was it was just so much more productive of a life in the in in the month that I was there than the previous 15 years really in so many ways yeah mm. well so in your time in the refuge, you became a coordinator, but before that happened, what is a memory you have? Like, what is that your favorite memory of your time in the ministry when you weren't a coordinator? Uh, I don't know if favorite is a good way to describe it for me. I think the most memorable is the first time that I shared what I shared earlier about my first sexual experience, because Hmm. the healing that I felt after that, um, you want to talk about, a moment when I knew 
I was in the place I needed to be. That was it. Um, you know, the first time was really hard. I shared it with one person in confidence. Um, but as I started to share, uh, I could just feel this weight lifted. Um, mm. So there's, there's a, there's strength and vulnerability afterwards. Oh, absolutely. Mm. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a big proponent of transparency. You know, I, I was lying and deceiving for a long time and, I came to realize telling the truth, regardless of uh, how much it hurts, is going to do you much better in the long run than trying to uh, even just you know lie around something because somebody's going to find out eventually. You can only you can only carry that lie for so long. Mm. So it's you rather just deal with the pain up front of it, owning it and taking responsibility for it than having to hold it by yourself. Yeah, I, I just, I, I've, I've practiced it, you know, since I came to the refuge, um, and, and, and then even as I've gotten out to where um, it's just, I think what I love most about it is, is that it brings out transparency in others, um, and, mm. and, it, and it helps them, because I think that was what was so cool is when I started to share like guys are coming up to me telling me like, Hey man, I, I really appreciate you sharing that because I've been struggling with this, you know, and it was, a, yeah. it was a really neat experience to, to witness. Yeah. Cool. So when you were a coordinator, I'm going to ask like the same question. So you coordinated for a bit um, and you, you had the, the great pleasure of working with me and you and I are very different. So the guys who don't know Jordan, he's very organized. I am not. So we worked really well together. I thought so, but I'm sh- I know I drove you nuts uh, often. So what is something that you wish all the guys in leadership would, uh, would know? Like all the guys who are w- working as CITs and coordinators, what do you wish they know? Or they, they knew? Or just something that uh, would benefit them? Unity is most important. Unity or community? Unity. Unity. Uh, as, as like what, a, what do you mean? As a, even with, you know, this could be just for the guys that are going through the ministry too, um, but especially for leadership, um, that unity trickles down. So mm-hmm. if, if, the, if the leadership's disorganized and, and not united on decisions, uh, the people under them are going to pick up on that and they're going to sense that uh, and they're going to find cracks uh, and vulnerabilities in that. So, you know, I, I, I wish I would have seen that a little bit more then. Um, I did see the importance of compromise and, you know, working with you. I like how you highlighted that. I loved working with you um, <laughs> because I did, I, I learned, I learned a great deal from you because you were so different than me. Um, and so me trying to walk in humility, realizing that I didn't always know what was best, um, and, and surrounding myself with some people that thought very differently than I did, yeah. um, helped me grow a lot. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be in part four in our conversation with Jordan Fillmore tomorrow. We'll see you then.